listening to the Savvy Social Podcast, a show dedicated to helping passion-led entrepreneurs and business owners learn how to use social media as a tool to grow your business. I'm your host, Andrea Jones, and I'm fiercely committed to helping you understand both the how and the why of social media marketing so that you can create connection, build community, and make your difference in the world. What's up, everybody? This is episode number 127 of the Savvy Social Podcast. I'm Drea, and today we have special guest Leanne Knight on the show. Before we dive in, of course, our episodes are brought to you by Fan Booster by Traject, which is the world's most complete social media management tool. And it's my tool of choice when it comes to everything like scheduling, managing, and especially reporting on social media. Try them out for yourself for free by clicking the link in the description or in the show notes. And this is the second interview in our series with the mentees that were in our mentorship program. Uh, Specifically, those of you who are social media managers, digital marketing managers are going to find a lot of value out of this. But even if you're not, even if you're working on your own business, this will be very helpful for you to get some insights into how these social media managers work, how you can apply some of these strategies to your own business, and just some general business building tips along the way. If you are a social media manager and you're looking for more support, I want to invite you to download my free guide. It's your blueprint to building a social media business so that you can have a business that gives you freedom, financial independence, kind of like my framework to approaching social media, how I built my business. You can find it for yourself for free on mydrea.com slash blueprint. And that link will be in the description, of course, and in the show notes. Now, Leanne Knight is a graphic designer, social media manager with a passion for clear, simple communication. Her specialty is creating graphics for social media so that business owners can have a professional and cohesive appearance. And it's her mission to help purpose-driven entrepreneurs share their message on social media. Leanne, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay, yay. I feel like I've gotten to know you really well over the past few months while we're in the mentorship program. So for those listening, I kind of want to start off with your history because you used to edit CSS. Tell us about that life. Yes. So when I was, I don't know, probably 16 or so, I remember just being on the computer all the time. And there is this blog called Zanga. I don't know if anyone's heard of this. Please tell me right away if you've heard of Zanga. You, it was, so it, basically it was a blog, but you could put in uh, HTML and CSS code and stuff. And so I just started playing around with this. And I found this community of people who would, they would have a blog and on it, they would offer like sets of CSS, like for your blog that you could copy and use for yourself. So people were sort of making almost a business out of this, but it was like we're teenagers and it was free and stuff. So I just love that. And I love going into the code and changing all the colors and like maybe making a little, like a striped background, something easy to make and just making all of these different style sheets for people to use. And then to see somebody putting it on their blog was so exciting. So That's so fun. I do remember Zanga back in the day and how we all used to just be so positive on the internet, just sharing all these resources for free. It was drama free. (laughs) Yeah. 
Oh my goodness. There was some drama. There was like every now and then you come across like some troll or whatever. And you're like, what? What is this? <laughs> I, know. I know it still existed before. Um, it's funny how we remember things better than what they were. Okay. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about this decision then to get into marketing and kind of that journey. Cause you made that fairly recently, right? Yeah. So you know, to go back to when I was 16, I was editing CSS and having fun with that. And I decided to go to college for it. So I, um, I went to school for web design and, and I had a great time and I learned a lot and it was really great. But then when I graduated, I felt so burnt out from college. I was so exhausted from, you know, always thinking there's something I'm supposed to be working on something I'm supposed to be doing. And I also felt very overwhelmed by the idea of looking for a job and what that would look like being a graphic designer. I really didn't want to freelance. I didn't want to work directly with clients at that time. That felt really overwhelming to me. And I knew that I really wanted to work for um, maybe a graphic design firm or something like that because I really liked working with one of my teachers and, and she would give me really good, clear feedback of what I should improve. And I knew then that I really liked that interaction and not going to a, a client who was like, make it look like sunshine. And I'm like, I don't know what that means, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> and having to explain it to people or, or, or having to be the expert recommending what they should do. That just felt like a, a lot. So I pretty much just stopped doing graphic design. Maybe I did some stuff for fun on my own, but I was already working in the events industry, setting up for like theater shows and concerts and things like that. So I just went on that route and I just followed that. But then, you know, back in March, all of the events actually, you know, so for the past several years, I was, I was very successful in that. I was very happy with that. But then in March, everything got canceled. So I was still optimistic. I, events will come back eventually, but I just began to think, you know, I, I should at least think about what I might do now. You know, what do I like doing? And I really think that all of us, there's, there's jobs out there that you'd be excited to do. And so I wasn't like, let me see if I can go work at the supermarket down the street. I was like, what do I like doing? And let's see if I can get a job doing that. So I started brushing up on my graphic design skills. Um, I got an account with Skillshare and I started watching videos and started just kind of exploring and seeing what was out there. And looking on LinkedIn for jobs and stuff, and I just found that everybody <laughs> everybody was requiring a bachelor's degree in marketing. And not even just like the graphic designer jobs, they, they wanted maybe a degree in graphic design, but really they wanted a degree in marketing. And I was like, this is like, I, that never even occurred to me that like, I have an associate's in web design. And I was like, I'm not even like halfway there to marketing. <laughs> I felt like, you know, so so yeah, so I was like, you know, if I can't get a job doing this, I'm just going to try to do it myself and see where it goes. And in my learning and exploring, I heard about Upwork and I started, you know, trying to pitch to people there and I wasn't very good at it. I didn't know what I was doing, <laughs> but yeah, I just followed the path in front of me to see where it would lead, to see what I could do. And, and that brought me to where I am now, mostly making graphics for social media, but also some social media management and stuff. And I realized that I can make the job out of this that I want it to be. Like, I don't have to, and I think that's part of my thinking when I was 16, you know, I was like, or not 16, but when I was graduating college that I was like, I don't, I saw myself working in like a graphic design firm, having to make logos or some like crazy graphics that like, I don't even know, like you, I don't even know how to make them, you know? And I realize now that 
I don't have to fit into that box. I can just, I can pick the things that I like, which was like editing CSS. I was like making pretty things for the internet for other people to use to express themselves. And now I can do that here, like making graphics for Instagram and Facebook, like people need them to express themselves or to promote their business. And I can do that. Why not? I don't need to be making logos. I don't need to be working in a firm or something. Oh my gosh. I love how like the full circle of I make pretty things for the internet is still true <laughs> to this day. I feel yes. like it's yes. so much fun. Okay. So speaking of pretty things for the internet, can you tell us a little bit about like, what do you think makes a great social media graphic? That's a, that's a really big question. You know, it's funny, like looking at Instagram, I'll see things that I'm like, oh, that, that could be better. Like, or like, why do they do it like that? You know? And it's, and it's forced me to think like, well, what would I do exactly? Not just like, I don't like that. So one of my favorite things too is typography. So I really like making graphics that have typography, have words in them, like a quote or whatever. And I find honestly, people kind of struggle with that sometimes. Like I see so many things of like putting the words like on top of a photo and you can't really read it or just like things being aligned weird. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It's just like all over the place. So I think you're right in that when we're when we're thinking about social media graphics, we have to think about how people look at them. So just like you said, when you're putting text on top of a photo, you still should be able to read that text, right? Still yeah. should be able to see what it says. And that's something that graphic design does. There's a balance between seeing the text and still seeing that photo in the background. And so I think there is a little bit of an art to that, a little bit of a mix to that. Yeah. You just seem to, would you, would, would you say that it's something that comes naturally to you? That's a great question. Um, I think in some ways, yes, like, because I will just like tweak things and like fit the words together. Like, you know, if you're doing like, um, maybe a, just a plain, like sans serif font and then like a script font and like how to kind of nest it together so that it looks nice. Something that I also learned recently that really stuck out to me. I was talking to, you know, with all the things happening, I started volunteering at the farmer's market here in my city and I started talking to a lady that I just met that was also working there. And she's like, I'm a graphic designer. I do the graphics for the farmer's market. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, I was so glad that I decided to volunteer and just like get out there and meet some new people. And I said something to her about like, sometimes I just like, I make stuff and I think it's good. And then I look back and I, I hate it. Like, or it's awful. I'm like, how did I do that? Like, what, what am I doing? And she's like, you know, when you start out, you just have bad taste. We all do. We just have bad taste when we start out. And how you get through that is just by practicing. She's like, you just have to keep doing it. And I've noticed that so much with everything that I'm doing, whether it's graphics or whether it's like writing captions and things like that, that I'm like, I just need to do it. And even if I'm doing it badly and the more I do it, then I get a little faster of like, oh, this will work better. I remember a trick that you know, like you like slowly bring in, you're like, Oh, I saw someone do this. I'm going to try it. And you just try it. That's your, that's your experimentation. And like, I feel like that with my own Instagram feed, it's constant. Like, just let me try this. Like, let me experiment with this new thing. And sometimes I'm like, I don't really like that, but then, but at least I tried it and I wasn't going to get any further if I didn't just try it. So (laughs) with graphic design and anything else, you just have to experiment, do it again. Don't be afraid of it being kind of bad or if like you're like, what are people going to think? Are they going to like it? Are they going to see right through me? 
see that I'm a fraud or something like that. No, like you have to just take chances and experiment. There's so much truth in that. We all have bad taste when we first start. I'm going to have to like steal that little parable. Like, I think it's, yeah. it's just way too accurate. Like we all have bad taste. Like it doesn't even matter what you're doing. Like I remember when I first started cooking, it was awful. <laughs> and sometimes it's still awful. <laughs> That's yeah. just part of like doing stuff. I like that. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, next time I'm not going to use so much salt or whatever. Or like next time this went bad. So I'm going to do it differently this way. Like that's how you learn. (laughs) Yes. I love it. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your business and how it is today. What are the kind of services that you offer and kind of your approach to social media? Yeah. So right now, basically um, the packages that I'm offering are for social media management. I really am trying to focus on either podcasters or other basically thought leaders that have something to say. And some people come to me with like, they're selling products or something and they're like, help me sell this chair or whatever. And I'm like, it just doesn't spark creativity for me. But if you, for example, I have a client that is a podcaster, is a strong woman and interviews other amazing business women. And I'm like, so excited about that because she, they have something to say and they want to share it with the world. So you know, my packages are geared towards that. I I'd like to focus on Instagram, but I do offer posting, content planning, graphics creation, caption writing, and all of that. And then posting for, you know, like Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing right now. And I'm kind of trying to transition a little bit. Um, I like to offer those packages because that's, it's the whole thing that I feel like people need a lot. But I also have realized that, like I said, I can offer what I like doing and I don't have to fit into somebody else's box of what something should look like. So I really kind of trying to focus more on the graphics for social media. So for example, I had a client who, you know, wasn't ready to hire a social media manager, but knew that she needed to upgrade her graphics that she was posting to LinkedIn. And she was posting like tips and stuff like that. So it was text-based and she wanted to have her picture and like her logo on it. And then you know, a tip about like how to write your resume and stuff like that. So I just made for her a set of Canva templates for her to use on her own. I would love to be doing that instead on a monthly basis. And I do actually have a client that I do this for that on a monthly basis for her clients, I make her graphics every single month in their branding. I get to know, you know, what they like, you know, what their style is and stuff like that and make sure that I'm trying something a little bit fresh and new, but also keeping it consistent. And for these clients in particular, they're direct sellers and they're just trying to have a presence on Facebook and make sure that people keep them top of mind and all of that. So I love to make their graphics for them so that when you're scrolling through the Facebook feed, they see those colors, they see the type of maybe photography that it is or whatever, and they already know who's posting. Yes. Okay, good. So I love how, you know, you're really tuning into what you like. That's what I'm hearing is that, you know, we can offer all of these social media packages and you kind of know what works best. And, you know, you've been doing this for the past few months. So you've got a really solid understanding of where you can really shine and it's the graphics and you can offer a lot of value in just the graphics. And I'll say just for kind of my own business, one of the first like types of contractors that I hired was a graphic designer because I don't like making the graphics. I mean, they're, it's okay. But for me, I'm like, I'm much more about the writing piece. So yeah, I, I totally see how that can be a pivotal part of some of this. Um, and even partnering with the right people. Like I, I can see how that could really work out for you. 
let's kind of switch gears a little bit and talk about the mentorship program, because I know that there are some people who are listening who are thinking about joining. So I want to kind of dive into your experience. You talked about how in end of July, you were just kind of picking up your business and then you joined the mentorship program. So what kind of made you decide this program over maybe some of the others out there? Well, part of it, I feel like it just showed up at the right time, you know, and this is one of the things I want to point out too, is like just following the path and seeing where it leads. And it just came upon this in my path because my friend who I told I was doing, you know, marketing and um, social media management and stuff. She recommended this podcast to me and on the podcast, Claire interviewed you and I found you and I like totally, I was like, I just listened to the podcast. I was like, I got to find her. Like I got to follow her. And I followed you on Instagram or whatever. And then you had, um, you had a workshop, you know, <laughs> and I went to the, and I was like, this is exactly what I need. I think it was about pitching because it was like showing up as a boss and all of that. And, uh, so it was right when I needed it. I don't even remember, like that must've been the end of July, the beginning of August that you had that. So that was what I was struggling with because I had been pitching on Upwork and trying to get better at it and not, you know, not really being sure like what was working and what wasn't because sometimes you just wouldn't hear back from people. So, you know, I heard about this workshop about, you know, what's derailing your sales calls. And then, you know, at the end, you talked about the mentorship and I was like, this, it came at just the right time. And I really was, you know, wondering if I should invest this money in it. It was so early in my business that I, I was like, what if, what if in two months I don't need this anymore? Like, or I'm doing something else. And so that, you know, it was a big decision, but everything that you offered in it felt like exactly what I needed to learn to really get going with my business. It felt really practical. It felt like, I don't know, it just felt like exactly what I needed. I love hearing that. I think it gives insight too to those people who may feel like, you know, what if I don't need this for that long? I think it's one of those things that it helps. Like we we grow with you. We grow with you. Uh, So speaking of growth, talk to me a little bit about how your business has changed since you, you know, you joined the membership and to date, like what are some of the shifts that have happened in your business? Right away, I feel like it was a sales calls you know, the, the pitching on Upwork was one thing that's like written. And then we talked about, you know, sending a, a video proposal to, and that really helped. But right away, I had a bunch of like sales calls in the beginning weeks of the mentorship. And we talked about it early on about like what to do. And I felt so prepared for those calls. Like in the first like couple were like, not great. Or I'd be like, wait, hold on a second. Let me, let me just think, you know, like I would, I would feel like I wasn't completely like on the whole time, I'd be like, give me a second. But you know, this is a thing that I hear from people that they're like, I didn't get the hang of sales calls for years or whatever. And I'm like, and early on, I was like, I had a plan. I had a plan of like a Google document of like, this is the first thing I'm going to say. And not like word for word, just so that I would remember, like say these things first, give them the overview. And like, here's the questions I have. And then every time I would do a sales call, I would, I would know which questions that felt like I needed to ask or which ones felt forced and I didn't really need to ask those. I would look at my script, you know, ahead of time and before a sales call and I'd be like, okay, for this business, I, I need to know more about these things and I don't really need to know about these things. And that was like a huge difference right off the bat that I, I didn't come into those um, sales calls. Like they were an interview, like maybe they will hire me, but I was coming into those sales calls saying, here is what I love doing. And here's where I thrive. And like, 
what are your needs? Like, what are you looking for? And do those things line up? And then it just became, you know, business of like, do your needs line up with what I have to offer for you? And helping them to believe that it will be successful and wonderful working with me. But also, you know, if they are not looking for what I have to offer, then that's fine. Because that was another thing about the mentorship. It was getting clear on what I wanted to offer and not just being like, sure, yeah, I can do that. And everything, if they're like, oh, can you do this? Can you do this? And you're like, yeah, sure. Because I'm totally that person that I'm like, yeah, I can do that. I can, I'll add that in, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And then you find yourself doing a bunch of things that you never wanted to do in the first place. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause just because you know how to do it, it doesn't mean you have to be doing it. Like I, cause I, I also really like working in WordPress, but I have to be careful about like where I offer that because I don't want that to be my job. Like to an extent, you know, like, I'm like, oh, I could make this change. I know how to make that change, but do I need to tell them that? Like, that's a, (laughs) I have to weigh that decision. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you learned where your boundaries are basically and saying, this is what I can do and what I'm happy to do. And this is, you know, if you need this then maybe hire someone else. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Okay. So last question about the mentorship is really for those who are on the fence. So let's say they're unsure. Should they sign up or should they not sign up? What's one piece of advice you'd give to someone who's thinking about signing up for the mentorship program? I think the biggest thing for me with a mentorship has been the community. Just being able to, you know, post in the group, like, here's this video proposal that I made, or here's this like whatever, something I wrote up, like my packages that I have revamped again, like, and being able to share that with people that I trust and that I know, like not just posting it randomly in some random group, but posting it to a group of like 10 friends. And I'm like, can you guys take a look at this and have them say like, no, you're right. This is awesome. Or saying like, this part's kind of confusing and get like, get real feedback from people and just, and not even just feedback, but you know, being able to celebrate with people when things go well, or being able to tell people when they're not going well, and like, and having a group of people that get it. I think that has been absolutely game changing for me, especially since we're working from home. And I'm more isolated in work than I've ever been. I used to work around, you know, tons and tons of people all day. And I think this is an essential part of my business that I am so glad that I have right now. And if you don't have a close like community to talk with and to meet with and to talk about your business and get advice from and support from, like you really absolutely need that. Okay. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. I think the community piece is one of those unexpected perks because I deal with the same thing, especially in social media. I feel like we see the worst of humanity sometimes. And it's like, we're like, is Facebook doing this weird thing that it's doing for me too? (laughs) So just kind of that community piece is great. Thank you so much, Leanne. So for those who are listening who are like, I want more of Leanne, where can they find you online? My favorite place to be is Instagram. So I am authentic.vision.media on Instagram. Um, I also have a Facebook page, but you know, that's not as cool as Instagram. So, (laughs) and if you want to learn more about what I offer, and if you want to talk to me about working together, you can go to authenticvisionmedia.com. 
Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much, Leanne. And thank you, dear listener, for listening to this episode. Uh, for all of the show notes, head on over to onlinedrea.com slash 127. I will be putting links to everything that we talked about here and all of the connection links for Leanne. Uh, coming up next, next week, we do have one more interview with our mentee. It's going to be a surprise because I don't know who it is yet at the time of recording this. Uh, but stay tuned for that one because I'm really excited to just talk to another mentee, get their perspective, talk about their business, and just show you the variety and of what's possible in building a social media business. Thanks so much for joining us today. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs>